1: You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast
0: platforms.
1: Stepping to the batter box. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and we are sitting down with two experts today to lay out the 2021 preseason All-Dubuque team, which would be very similar to your college All-American teams that you see come out before every single season. Before we do get into our co-host for this show, I just want to send a congratulations to the coaching staff and all the players that were a part of the Dubuque Legion team for winning that state championship. Congratulations, guys. Thanks for making us proud and best of luck with your high school seasons. And then get back rolling when it comes to regionals. Out of hibernation from Clark University. He says he's my co-host, but he hasn't shown up for the last how many interviews I've done. We welcome back Andrew Redman, pitching coach from Clark University. Red, welcome back to the show. It sucked without you.
2: Thanks for the intro, Nick. It's good to be back. Hopefully this summer we can do quite a few more of these as the season rolls on. But, uh, yeah, I'm... uh, I'm excited to to talk about the preseason squad here.
1: And we are joined by Michael Garrett, Loras College Commit, a member of that state championship team from Dubuque County. And Michael won an Instagram poll. It was, who is the better host? Everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman or Michael Garrett? And Michael Garrett beat me 97% to 3%. So... He goes by everybody's favorite interviewer, so everybody's favorite interviewer, Michael Garrett, is going to be joining us from the Hempstead Baseball Instagram page, and he's going to give us some fresh and clean scouting reports to this episode. Michael, welcome to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast.
0: Thanks for having me. It's a tremendous honor.
1: I love your sarcasm, Michael. All right, let's get going here. Introducing the preseason All-Dubuque team 2021. We're going to start behind the dish. No surprise is it is going to be Zach Sabres, who is a Kirkwood Eagles community college commit. And Zach Sabres last year had an average of 439, on-base percentage of 573. He had 25 hits, 7 doubles, 2 home runs, 10 RBIs and had 18 runs during that time, that COVID-shortened season. Red, I know Clark was high on getting Zach Sabres. You missed out on him, though. What can you tell us about him? Give us a little scouting report on Zach Sabres from Hempstead.
2: Yeah, I've been impressed with him since his freshman year. I remember seeing him play uh, against uh, the team Nettleton was on Davenport. Was it West or North? What team was he on? Nettleton
1: north
2: north i remember seeing him get a line shot through the right side freshman year and at that point i knew he was gonna be pretty special but yeah he does it all um he'll probably pitch quite a bit for him i think he's been up to 93 but i don't know he's he's, he's the guy that i think really glues everything together for that squad if he shows up and has a good day i don't think they're gonna get beat. so special player wish him the best of luck at kirkwood
1: if you haven't listened yet to the Hempstead season preview featuring Coach Rap, go back and give it a listen. He's still unsure if Zach Sabres is going to be a starter or if he's going to be that shutdown closer. MG, Michael Garrett, give us a fresh and clean scouting report on your teammate Zach Sabres.
0: Yeah, uh, obviously Zach's a great player, but he's also just a great guy. Uh, he's probably one of the best teammates I've ever played with because he just knows how to like, loosen up the mood and, Relax everybody. And he's just one of the leaders of the team.
1: Zach also does have a great education. I was his sixth grade reading and writing teacher at Jefferson Middle School. Let's get to the corner infielders. This corner infielder comes from senior high school. He's a senior. He's transitioning from behind home plate to first base. And it is Ben Haefel. Last year, Ben Haefel hit... 420 with an on-base percentage of 508. He had 21 hits, 7 of those doubles, 1 home run, 17 RBIs while scoring only 4 runs on the year, which I'm sure his courtesy runner probably got credit for most of those. Red, I also heard Clark was high on Ben Haefel. Another one you missed out on him. I hope you're not in charge of recruiting at Clark or else uh, you might be in jeopardy of losing your job but what can you tell us about Ben Hafel?
2: Yeah we were after him pretty hard but um I'm you know I'm happy for him we're always happy for guys no matter where they go you know it's got to be the right choice for them in the right place but yeah again man he's uh does a little bit of everything for that squad um you know this year he's transitioning to first base but his stick really plays. I mean, it can swing at him and Cole Smith or um, two guys in that lineup that you have to be really careful with. But looking forward to seeing how he does this summer.
1: We'll have to stick around to see if Cole Smith makes a list. MG Michael Garrett running the popular Hempstead Baseball Instagram account. Give us a fresh and clean scouting report on the first baseman from senior, Ben Haifel.
0: Um. Yeah, I think he's honestly one of the most underrated hitters in the area. Um. When he... Sophomore year, I know his first about he had a home run and not many people knew about him. But he's just been raking ever since. Um, I've actually just started playing with him again with, on the Legion team and we have gone along very well. So he's a great guy.
1: Good to hear. We go on to our second corner infield spot. No surprise here. Comes from Sawyer Nauman. He's been playing varsity baseball for it seems like 10 years. Coming from Western Dubuque, plays third, plays a little bit of first base. Last year, Sawyer... In a COVID shortened year, hit 390 on base percentage of 490. He had 16 hits. He scored 10 runs. He had two home runs, 16 RBIs. Sawyer Nauman is still uncommitted. Red, you better reel in that big fish here. What can you tell us about Sawyer Nauman?
2: Yeah, man, he is uh, he's a he's a beast at the play, man. He's a big dude. He can swing it. Um, hits for power, hits for average. Uh, yeah, we'll see what he decides on for college. Um, yeah, I mean we, we're obviously interested, so it's it's going to come down to whatever he decides to do. And uh, excited to see him play the summer again.
1: Michael Garrett, what can you tell us about Sawyer Nauman from Western Dubuque?
0: Uh, yeah, Sawyer Rakes. Um, he's on. He's also one of those players that I think is very underrated. Um, he's also on that Legion team, and he's just like a silent leader. He is out there and he, I don't think he's ever hit a ball not hard. Every ball he hits is on a line.
1: For a big guy, he is very agile and also does have very good hands. We have two middle infielders. And the first one comes from senior, and it's a senior by the name of Cole Smith. Cole Smith, I really would have loved to have seen him have a full year last year. He was on pace to set records at senior for highest batting average also most hits in a season. And unfortunately, 2020, it is what it is. But Cole Smith last year hit 528. Yes, he hit above 500. He had an on-base percentage of 5.94. Cole had 28 hits in 53 at bats. He scored 21 runs. He had two doubles, one triple, and from the leadoff spot, drove in 14 runs. Another one Clark missed out on. Boy, that recruiting coordinator, Red. <laughs> I, I really hope it's not you, or else you might be a full-time host of the Dubuque Area Baseball podcast, and I don't pay my, uh, my co-host. What can you tell us about uh... Smith?
2: Yeah, that's, that's a tough one, Nick. That's a tough one. No, you know what, Cole, I've, I've seen him play a bunch. Um, helped him train quite a bit. Yeah, I like his game all around. He, I've said it on this podcast before, but he's probably top three hardest workers in the area. Gets after it every single day. He loves the game. So, again, really, really looking forward to seeing what he looks like this summer. And then, obviously, transitioning to Southeastern next year. It's going to be exciting for him.
1: And for the listeners out there, I do want to preface this. I should have said this in the intro, but I forgot. I did provide Andrew Redmond with the list ahead of time. So he did prepare some of these scouting reports. Michael Garrett, he wanted to go by the whim. So MG, these scouting reports from him are completely at the time that I'm dropping these names. Nothing was prepared. So Michael, thank you for doing this. What can you tell us about Cole Smith? He was a member of that Legion team with you as well.
0: Yeah, he just does it all. He has very good glove. He can hit, and he's really fast. So he just, and he's kind of the glue to that Legion team. He's like the leader. So he just does it all out there.
1: He does, and I'm excited. I think he's going to have a bright future here. Last middle infielder, a guy that came... I would say out of nowhere last year. He really wasn't on my radar. But if you talk to people at Wallert Catholic High School, they will tell you different. But it is senior Jake Brocious. And Jake Brocious, following him in the TH, he had a monster weekend for Legion. And Jake last year hit 405 with an on base percentage of 500. He had 42 at bats. And he had 17 hits. He scored 22 runs. He had three doubles, two triples, and knocked in four out of that leadoff spot. Still, as far as I know, uncommitted. Jake Brocious, Coach Redmond, what can you tell us about him?
2: I'm with you on, on that with him, man. Like, he... uh kind of came out of nowhere, I guess, in my opinion. You know, I saw him play last year for the first time. I'm thinking, who is this kid? You know, he's flying around, swung it really well. So, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that's going to lead off for them again, I, I would imagine. Uh, he's going to score a ton of runs um, because he's going to fly around the bases. He's going to get his hits. I'm sure he's going to steal quite Do you know how many stolen bases he had last year? Do you have that info?
1: I do, but continue I- with your scouting report.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I imagine singles are going to turn into doubles, doubles turn into triples with the way that he runs. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing him this summer.
1: He stole 12 bags and 12 opportunities, so a perfect 100% on the base pass.
2: Yeah, it's pretty good.
1: MG, fresh and clean review. Give us one on Jake Brocious.
0: Yeah, he hits bombs. Uh, he says that he uh, he's only hit one home run in his life and then – in five straight days, he just hits five straight home runs, so he's pretty pumped for it. Uh, he's a great hitter. I think personally, think he's the fastest kid in the area. He just flies around the bases. It's it's actually it's so impressive. He just kick and run.
1: We are now going to the outfield, and Jake Brojus does have the luxury of having Tommy Speck in that lineup. You do not want to walk Jake Brojus. To have runners on base for Tommy Speck. Our first outfielder is a junior. He comes from Wallert Catholic High School. It is University of Kentucky commit Tommy Speck. And last year, Tommy, as a sophomore, hit 525 with an on base percentage of 569. He had 21 hits, scoring 16 runs. He had five doubles, one triple two home runs and drove in 20 runs. Coach Redmond, what can you tell us about Tommy Speck?
2: Yeah, I think at this point almost everybody knows about Tommy in the area. Probably the most dangerous hitter in the, in the city, if not the state, Kentucky commit. Uh I guess it, it's hard to really put into words the importance, you know, that he has to that Waller team. So I anticipate another ridiculous year out of him. You know, he's, he's going to have the presence. Uh, He's going to keep guys on point. So looking forward to seeing him play. Um, Hopefully that Waller team can have a good year.
1: Can I also tell you that he has done the Dubuque area baseball podcast twice. So if you have not listened to it, go check it out and listen to it. Great. Listen, quick 10 minute episode, Michael Garrett. What can you tell us about Tommy Speck?
0: Yeah. Tommy's just a stud. Um, he's probably the hardest worker I know. He's always in the and beak and working on his swing, uh, working on his arms, always getting better. I know he hit like 100 from the outfield, which is crazy for a high schooler. Runs like a six four. so yeah, Tom's, he's one of the best players I've ever seen.
1: I like watching him warm up. I, I, might, I might go to practice and just, just to see him throw from the outfield here one of these days. Next outfielder comes from Hempstead High School. He is entering his senior year, Iowa-Western commit, and it is Logan Rundy. And Logan Rundy, as a junior, hit four seventeen on base percentage of five twenty-three. He scored 13 runs. He had 20 hits, five of them doubles, one triple, one monstrous home run over Cedar Rapids Prairie to send the Mustangs to state. He also drove in 15 runs on the year. Coach Redman, what can you tell us about Logan Rundy?
2: Yeah, I would say Logan's definitely one of the most uh, like naturally talented athletes on this list. Uh, can hit from both sides really well. He's going to throw a lot for them on the mound. He's I don't know what he's been up to this spring so far, probably up to 90, somewhere in that range. So all around, just a super talented guy. Uh, he's going to be a big part of that team. and. Like like every guy on the list, and I know you kinda mock me sometimes, but I'm excited to see him play this summer Nate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Michael Garrett, teammate of yours. Michael, this I'm gonna ask you a question here. When he hits that home run, do you know it's gone right off the bat? And and what type of jolt of energy did that give you and the dugout and the team when when that shot was hit, I believe it was down the left field line.
0: Yeah, so we were down that game. Uh our energy was kind of down, and then Logan just hit that home. We all knew it was gone off the bat, and it just changed the whole uh, energy for the game. We really just were so confident after that that we were like, yeah, it's over. We won this game.
1: That's and it just, great. great it was just to hear. What about a scouting report on Logan Rundy?
0: Um, Yeah, he's definitely the go-to guy in the mound. Um, Also, I want everyone to know that he just has the best hair out there. He's really worried about his hair, so. I want everyone to know that he, Logan Runnie is the best hair in the state.
1: I will also say that I did do a poll coach Manaman on Twitter. Give me a follow. He was voted best returning arm in the area. So huge award. Now we get to our last outfield spot. This last outfielder is a Loris College commit. He's a senior. He's actually going to add to his resume, co host of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. It's a guy by the name of Michael Garrett. And Michael did not know he was making the preseason watch list, but Michael last year had an average of 372. He had an on base percentage of 491. He scored 14 runs, he had 16 hits. 11 of them were singles, three of them were doubles. Two of them were triples. He had nine RBIs, and on the base pass, he was a perfect 11-for-11 11 11, swiping bases. Coach Redman, another recruit you guys missed out on. I tell you, how many guys am I saying that on this list? Andrew Redman, what can you tell us about Michael Garrett from Hempstead High School? Yeah,
2: from Hempstead, yeah, the Mustangs. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed watching you play this summer. Uh you brought a lot of energy. You brought some swag to that team, you know. I think it's it's one of those deals too, where you know you're on a team with all these guys that have these big resumes, and you know you got guys going to some really high level JUCOs. Um, but a lot of times, what really makes the success of a team is is those guys that just need to, to to step up and fill roles. And I think you did a little bit more than that. I think you were, you know, obviously you you stepped up, and your numbers showed it. But yeah, man, I uh, I enjoyed watching you, and really enjoyed watching that team. So should be another good summer for you guys.
1: This is the first in the Dubuque area baseball podcast. We are going to have a co-host give a scouting report on himself. So, Michael Garrett, give us a scouting report on Michael Garrett.
0: Um, thank you for having me on the list. Uh, honestly, what I'm really going for this year is, if I'm being honest, my first home run. Um, <laughs> you know, I've been putting that work in the weight room, and I'm just trying to hit my first home run. That's the goal.
1: Well, we wish you the best of luck, and uh we hope that home run um comes to permission this year. We have one last spot and it's our utility spot, and it also goes to a Hempstead Mustang, and he is a middle infielder by trade, shortstop for the Hempstead Mustangs, Kellen Strohmeyer. And Kellen Strohmeyer last year hit three sixty-seven with an on-base percentage of four eighty. He scored 20 runs, he had 22 hits, 14 singles, 4 doubles, 3 triples, 1 home run. And I think the most impressive thing about Kellen from that leadoff hole is he had 20 RBIs, which is absolutely crazy. And he was also 6 for 7 on the bases. What can you tell us about the University of North Carolina commit Kellen Strohmeyer?
2: Yeah, well, another guy we missed on, you know, we we're pretty hard after him too, Nick, but I guess North Carolina is just a little bit different level. I'm just giving you crap. Nah, he, uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty good, man. He, he flies around. He's got a good stick. I don't know, not, not much to say, man. He's been on the radar for a few years here and he's been doing it at a pretty high level. So excited to, to see how his game continues to develop. Works hard. I think he's at BBL. Uh, yeah, I think he's at BBL all the time with Tommy and Logan, maybe. So, yeah, I mean, those guys work hard. Shout out to Mike's Zouifel at BBA.
1: And he was also uh, on a past episode as well. Go search us, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review and go check out Michael's Weefel. I love it. We're starting to get that vibe again going, Coach Redmond, where you throw out players' names and I can plug past episodes. I love it. Also, yeah. I did watch that game on TV against Iowa City High at the state tournament. And he killed Iowa City High, beat him regular season with a walk off home run. Also hit a line drive that hit the four oh eight sign at Principal Park, which which was a shot. Michael Garrett, what can you tell us about your teammate Kellen Strohmeyer?
0: Yeah, I just love watching Kellen hit. You never know what's gonna happen when he's at the plate. Um that Iowa City High game winner was during the regular season was probably my favorite moment of the year that was actually really hype. Um yeah, he also just brings a different energy to the team that I like. And he's one of those other guys that just loves their hair, so I make shout out his hair, too.
1: You know, I tried going with that long hair look, and then it just wasn't. My wife said that it was the least attractive she's ever seen me in her whole life, knowing me. So I ditched the year growth of my hair and shaved my head the very next day. We are on to the pitching staff. And they are in no particular order. It's just there's three guys from one team represented, so I'm going to give that team first because I have the stats in hand and I don't have to shuffle my papers. First starter of the preseason All-Dubuque team comes from Wallert Catholic High School. It's a guy by the name of Jared Walter, another uncommitted player. He's a senior. And last year, Jared Wolter on the mound was 2-0. and He threw 13 innings. He had an ERA of 3.15, struck out 14 guys while only walking four, and opponents hit 217 off of Jared Walter. Coach Redman, you're a pitching guy. What can you tell us about him?
2: Yeah, he's been, he's been doing that since freshman year. You know, he was basically their ace that year and he's continued to be that since. Yeah, it, what makes him tough is he's got three pitches he can throw at any time. Uh, you know, he's got obviously a good fastball. Um, that's going to sit probably mid eights and then he's got a, a good curveball and a, a good changeup. You know, I think Coach Tish and, and the guys that run the pitchers there do a good job of developing changeups and making sure that's a, a pitch that guys can use and, and eventually ride right into college. So, Yeah, Like I said, it's going to be another good year for him. I have no doubt about that. He's been doing it for a few years. He knows how to compete in the league and get after it.
1: What stands out most to me about him is when he was a freshman, he beat Western Dubuque when Western Dubuque was one of the top teams in the state. And I believe Western Dubuque had a 14 or 15 game winning streak when this unknown freshman beat them out at Farley Park. It was dead silent when that had happened. Michael Garrett, what can you tell us about Jared Walter from Wallert Catholic High School?
0: Yeah, Jared's been a dog forever out there on the mound. Uh, I know his curveball is really nasty. Um, I think he, I've never faced him. He's never he didn't pitch against us last year, but I remember watching him pay, face against uh, pitch against Hempstead freshman year, and I just loved watching him pitch. It was it was just a fun time watching him pitch against our lineup that year.
1: Our number two pitcher, again, comes from Wallert Catholic High School. It's a last name you've heard a lot of in the area, and it's a pitcher by the name of Aaron Savory. Aaron Savory last year had a record of 1-1. One and one. He threw 22 and two-thirds innings. Opponents hit 200 off him. He had an ERA of 3.71. He struck out 22 guys while walking 11. Coach Redmond, what can you tell us about Aaron Savory?
2: He just keeps getting better and better. I, you know, I was kind of scrolling through, uh, before we, I got on this podcast. Um, he was up to 90 this spring. You know, I think he sat anywhere from 85 to 87, uh, popped a few at, you know, high eights and up to 90, but I just, I keep seeing just progression and he's getting better. So I, he's going to have a great year for Wallet. There's no doubt doubt about that. And excited to see where he ends up going for college. You know, I think he could be a, a high level. Juco guy, or he could be a division one guy at a high school. So we'll see what happens. Excited to see how that progresses.
1: I think he'd also look good in Pride Blue. Those pinstripes of the the Clark Pride, I think he'd look great in that too. Sorry, I'm just yeah, I'm just doing my recruiter you. you're not doing your job. All these guys you're missing here. <laughs> Michael Garrett, what can you tell us about Aaron Savory?
0: Yeah, Aaron's nasty. Uh he's on our Legion team, he's the ace of that team and Whenever he pitches, it's pretty boring out there in the outfield because he just mows them down. He's, he's good. Very good.
1: He is very good, and he has put in a ton of work, and that velo and his fastball has gone up tremendously. Next guy on the list also comes from Wallert Catholic High School, and he was a player that was unknown heading into last year and had a phenomenal season on the mound. Former student of mine, he also has a great education in reading and writing because I was a sixth grade reading and writing teacher. And it's a guy by the name of Landon Stoll. Even though his record was zero and one, he did get them out of a lot of big jams. But he threw fourteen innings. Opponents only hit one eighty off him. He had an ERA of four, struck out thirteen while walking nine guys. I also know he's on that Legion team as well. Coach Redmond, what can you tell us about Landon Stoll from Wallert Catholic High School?
2: I don't know if I had a chance to see him last summer pitch. Uh, just based on numbers and what I've heard from guys, though, he goes out and he competes. You know, like I said, kind of with Michael Garrett there. You know, he's that guy that's kind of behind Savory and he's behind uh, you know Walters and he just goes out and does his job. He wants to give his chance or his team the best chance to win and. That's what he does. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him throw for the first time this summer coming up.
1: And if I remember correctly, you know, Waller got hit with COVID right away. So, you know, schedules last year were crazy. We're six to eight game weeks there. And um, what had happened mm-hmm. is he was coming out of the bullpen a lot and was getting them out of some huge situations. Michael, he was also your teammate on the Legion team. What can you tell us about him?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, he does a very good job of mixing it up. I know we faced him last year. He pitched against us, and he's just really good at hitting his spots and just mixing up pitches. So he's just one of those guys tough to hit because you don't know what's coming.
1: We have two more pitchers on the list. He comes from senior high school, and it's Drew Zillig. And last year, Drew Zillig had a record of 3-0. and Opponents hit 274 off him. He had an ERA of four point five four. He struck out seven while walking eight. Coach, what can you tell us about Drew Zillig?
2: Drew's gonna go out there and compete for that team. You know, he's gonna have to step up a little bit with the, you know, with an arm down on their end. So, I, I suspect he's gonna he's gonna put in another good year for him. Kind of bust out of the scene last year and um, gave senior what they needed on the mound. So, looking forward to seeing how he progresses and see see what he does. Did you say, is he a senior this year, is that what you said, or junior?
1: He is a senior.
2: He is a senior, okay, so he was a junior last year when he broke out. No, that's good, man. Yeah, looking
1: forward to it. Michael Garrett, what can you tell us about the unknown Drew Zillig from the player side of things?
0: Um, Yeah, he also pitched against us last year uh, for an inning. I think he did a good job. He's also one of those guys that just mixes up pitches and hits the spots and gets a lot of weak contact from the hitters
1: and our number five starter comes from Hempstead High School, and it is a guy by the name of Brock Booth. And Brock Booth is entering his junior year. As a sophomore, he was three and one. Opponents hit 288 off him. He had an ERA of 4.47. He struck out 12 while walking six. What can you tell us about the young Brock Booth, Coach Redmond?
2: Another guy I didn't get to see last year, but you know, obviously threw a lot of important innings for him. Uh, you know, behind uh, behind Rundy, and uh, I think you daily threw quite a bit. So, yeah, looking looking forward to seeing how he throws this summer. Uh, obviously uncommitted, we'll see if we have a shot at him at some point.
1: Good luck, Michael Garrett. What can you tell us about Brock Booth, teammate of yours?
0: Yeah, Brock's actually very nasty in the mound. His curveball is definitely one of the best I've seen. Uh, I think his number is actually a little inflated, uh, like his ERA is a little inflated. So he had one game where he just struggled a little, but other than that, he was basically lights out all year, and he was really a big piece in our rotation last year.
1: You're exactly right, Michael Garrett. He was in the top five in the state with uh, low ERA, and then he did have a rough outing. I believe it was against Iowa City Liberty. I could be wrong. I was wrong one time back in 1984. Some other guys that were on our radar that did not quite make the list but are bound to have huge seasons coming up and could fight for that All-Dubuque team at the end of the year, they're right now on the outside looking in. From senior, we have Gavin Guns and Ben Gorley are bound to have another... Big year for the both of them. Western Dubuque, Nick Bryant and Bryn Tiger Keep them on your radar. Great players out at Western Dubuque. Prime to have another outstanding season for both. And Hempstead has quite a few guys that could also jump up to make the end of the year all Dubuque team. And it's Solon Munson, Trey Schaber, and Johnny Meering. So make sure you're checking those guys out as well when you head to the ballpark. Stick around as we talk about our preseason award winners. We are now on to the preseason award winners. First one we're going to talk about is the Kevin Romberg MVP Award. The reigning champion of that award is Kirkwood Eagle Andrew Henry is who is having a monster year there. And Coach Redmond, I know who I'm going with. I think you know who you're going with. Michael Garrett, if you had to pick a preseason MVP for the large schools Dubuque, who do you think you would give that preseason award to?
0: Um, or do a co-MVP?
1: You can do a co-MVP. I'm sure you're probably going to pick who you think we're going with, and then you're probably going to throw in a
0: Hemstead guy, right? Yeah. So, obviously, the easy choice would be Tommy. Um, He's just a stud out there, and – Everyone knows that Tom's really good. But I also have to go with my guy, Logan Rundy, Um, just switch hitter, beautiful hair. The hair is something Tommy doesn't have, and he can also pitch.
1: All right. Coach Redman and myself, we are going with the Kevin Romberg MVP Award. We are going an outfielder from Wallert Catholic High School, Tommy Specht. So Tommy Specht, congratulations on being named preseason Kevin Romberg MVP. Next, we go to the Joe Horner Pitcher of the Year Award. Last year it was the Bulldog from Western Dubuque, Casey Perrineau, who has now strung together some really good starts out at Southeastern Community College. Michael Garrett, if you had to name the Joe Horner preseason pitcher of the year who you're going with i think i know who you're leaning with
0: yeah i'm also gonna have to go with uh logan Rundy here um he's obviously the ace of our team this year and he's gonna do big things on the mound but i also think there's other guys like wd he's a sleeper uh, tucker naman he's been pitching very good for legion and obviously aaron's been pitching really good for legion so those, any of those guys honestly
1: I saw a PG video of Logan Rundy strike out a guy with just one of the sickest hammers I've ever seen in my entire life. Holy cow, it was crazy. Coach Redmond and I had talked. This was probably the most difficult one, but we're going with Aaron Savory from Wallert Catholic High School. Aaron Savory, before I started teaching... I was a failed stand-up comic. I did stand-up comedy when I was in college. And and Aaron Savory is one of those guys where he just has ice in his veins. I could tell him my funniest joke and the kid would not laugh. I've never seen him smile. I've never seen him get happy or excited about anything. And that's the guy I want on the mound because he's 100% strictly business. He's going to get it done. He's got that that fortitude that I'm looking for that when he takes the mound coach Redman, how about you?
2: Yep. I'm on board. It's, it's going to be savvy. He's going to have a good year. I mean, uh, I agree with everything you said. He, he's out there to dominate the game. There's no, he gets nervous. Sure. Everybody gets nervous, but he doesn't show it. Just gets the job done. I mean, 90 on the mound. He's got a hammer. I don't know if it's as good as Logan's yet, but it's going to be, um, and then like I said, with those Waller pitchers, good changeup, so he's gonna be good.
1: And he did dominate some semi-pro last year as well when Waller Catholic shut down due to COVID. Now we get to the Ed Fan Coach of the Year. Last year the winner was Jeff Rapp, who was 17 and two with the Mustangs. And last year I just had gone with you got to be the man. To beat or you gotta beat the man in order to be the man. And I went with Casey Bryant last year in my preseason, but we're going with Coach Rapp. And Michael, I didn't ask you your opinion on this one because I think everybody across the board would probably give the preseason Ed Fan coach of the year to Coach Rapp. Coach Redmond, what can you tell us about Coach Rapp?
2: Yeah, he's gonna lead that team I, I think really similarly to last year. Uh, he's got some really good senior leaders that are going to take care of, uh, you know, a lot of the culture stuff that needs to be taken care of. And he's going to be able to focus on the baseball side of things and, and run in the ship. So I look forward to seeing how that team performs this year and he's going to do another great job.
1: Michael Garrett, you've played for coach Rap, I believe this is your second year. What can you tell us about coach Rap? What gets him into that elite status as being recognized as the coach of the year preseason version heading into the 2021 season
0: yeah just the way he gets the respect from all the players uh we all respect the crap out of him and he respects us too so it goes it's mutual both ways uh he just lets us be ourselves and he loves it and we love him
1: coach Rapp is an easy guy to respect especially when you see him in the weight room (laughs) you don't you don't want to step out of line with him or else he might be doing cleans with you out in center field michael
0: uh, I'll I'll bench him any day.
1: <laughs> All right. Offensive Player of the Year, also known as the Rambler. Nate Rambler, Offensive Player of the Year. This one is going to shock some people. Um, he was in the running last year. He lost out to Devin Udaly. We could not decide between Tommy Speck, Devin Udaly, or Cole Smith. We put it to a Twitter vote at Coach Manaman and Devin Udaly took it home. But... Who would you give it to, Michael Garrett, Offensive Player of the Year, if you were handing it out?
0: Um, I would give it to Zach Sabres. Uh, he's obviously been doing it for a long time. Uh, he, he's actually one of the hardest workers I know, too. He's always in the cage trying to get better, working on swing. Uh, I know yesterday in his spring game he had a bomb, so I think he's going to have a really good year, and he's going to win hitter of the year.
1: Coach Redmond, the thing I love about this podcast is even though we have people on and we ask them not to be biased, I think of Corey Davidson back when we did our uh, all decade team. They, they so sway to their team when it comes to awards. I'm giving it to the little guy from senior. I'm giving it to the guy that hit over 500. I'm giving it to the guy that would have set the season hits record at senior, had an on base percentage of 590. When you're getting on base almost six out of 10 times, I got to give it to Cole Smith. Coach Redmond, you agree with me on that one or are you going elsewhere? I
2: think it could be Sabres. It could be Tommy. It could be a few guys. But yeah, I think it's, it's got to be Smith because what he did last year in that short season, he's, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he almost hit 600 this year. I mean, obviously that's a really tough thing to do. And just the game itself might not allow him to do that. Just baseball being as tough as it is. But yeah, I don't think we can really go with anybody else. I think its it's got to be him based on what he did.
1: I agree. There's a lot of great candidates. Um, you know, Tommy, I don't want to give him two awards, but you look at Sawyer Nauman. Um, you look at um, you look at some of the other guys that, that you had mentioned before. Logan Rundy, Sabres, a uh, lot of guys um, putting a huge numbers. Uh, ben Haefel could be a candidate. Gavin Guns could be a candidate. A um, lot of guys, but um, we're going with Cole Smith, from the senior rams. Last one, varsity newcomer. And this is a guy who either played sparingly last year and um or didn't play at all. That's going to be new to the varsity scene that we look to have a huge year. And Michael Garrett, if you could name a varsity newcomer award winner in the preseason last year it was kellen Strohmeyer who won the award who are some guys that you think would be worthy of the award michael
0: yeah, I have a couple uh, i actually don't remember if you played varsity last year uh you know did tucker Nauman from wd play last year
1: he did, and one person that I thought would be up for it was Nick Bryant from Western Dubuque as well. But Nick Bryant had 21 at bats, hit over 300, so I think he had too much varsity experience to get mentioned here. But um, any other names, Michael?
0: Yeah, I know. I don't really know much about the newcomers from Senior Waller, but I know for Hempstead, uh, I'm really looking forward to watch John Maring play. Uh, he pitched one game for us last year. And we didn't really help him out that much, but I feel like he's going to have a really good year for us.
1: You are right with the Johnny Meering one. Um, I was actually tossing back and forth between two guys. Uh, I think Johnny Mearing's going to have a huge year. I'm actually going with catcher. Also, I heard he plays a little bit of outfield, and Coach Rapp is very excited for him to be joining the Varsity Squad this year, talking about Solon Munson. So, Coach Redman, any background you can give us on Solon Munson? And, Michael, you've done some off-season stuff with him, so you can give us a perspective on him as well. Go ahead, Coach Red.
2: Yeah, I I haven't seen him play. I know he's a lefty bad, and I've talked with some Hempstead um, Hempstead people that are pretty high on him, and, you know, obviously – being Eric's kid, I mean, he, he's getting the best instruction in the area. He's got, you know, he's got the facility, and I, I know he works hard at it. So he's going to be good. Um, how good? I don't know. I haven't seen him play. I've, I've just heard that, like you said, he's going to he's going to bust on the scene and surprise some people. I think this year.
1: And he is entering his sophomore season. Michael Garrett, what can you tell us about Solon Munson?
0: Yeah, going one of those workhorses. He's always just trying to get better. Um, his, I love his swing. It's very, it's a beautiful, smooth swing. Um, yeah. And I'm excited. I always love watching him hit too. So I'm excited uh, for him to be part of the team this year and to see where we can go with it.
1: Thank you for listening to the 2021 Dubuque area baseball podcast, all Dubuque team. Don't forget to check us out on Apple podcasts. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. We're also available on Spotify and any other major podcast platforms. Six, four, three. We're out of here.
2: Post game show is brought to you by. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.
1: Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.